Hello, and welcome to another post game presented by Two Player Bros. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Dave. And today we're talking about Sunset Overdrive, cool. one of Dave's favorite games, I think. Back to back episodes of post game. What's going on here? Back to back to back, soon to be. <laughs> Not sure how this happened. That's <laughs> what happens when you have games planned and then you have a new game in the middle and you can't do a news game, news episode in between without making the new game late. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. This could have just been a news episode. You decided Sunset Overdrive. We decided. <laughs> I believe you said, end, end quote, fuck it. Let's do Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> so here we are, Dave. Yes, we are. So Sunset Overdrive is an exclusive Xbox game created by Insomniac, who I believe is now Sony exclusive, right? They got bought? Yeah, their first party Sony. Yeah. So they've created the awesome Spider-Man PS4 game, Jack and Dexter games, including one coming out for PS5 coming soon. They don't No, Not Jack and Dexter? Nope. Who's Jack and Dexter? Naughty Dog. Oh, shit. Who am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking Ratchet and Clank. I'm thinking of Ratchet and Clank. They did the awesome and the awesome <laughs> Ratchet and Clank game. If there's an edit, I'm done with this podcast. I will not edit that. That's I need, fine. I need them to know who you really <laughs> are. <laughs> I get them confused all the time. And then... Did Insomniac do Spyro back in the day? Or am I making that up? Ooh, back in the day, they might have done Spyro. They have another major franchise. They did do the original Spyro the Dragon, and then they didn't. It looks like they... Uh, they didn't do no, Ripto's did. Rage? They did Year of the Dragon, and they did Ripto's Rage. Okay, so they did okay. all the classic. Oh, they even did Reignited. All right. So yeah, they're, they're, they're Spyro through and through. Which one's Reignited? I believe that is the just the collection of the three. The remastered trilogy? Yeah, the remastered. At least in name. Maybe they might not have done the whole thing. They didn't. Somebody else did. They also did the Resistance games, which I'd never played, but I know were semi-popular. That was supposed to kind of be the new PlayStation franchise that didn't last too, too long. Yeah, I never actually played a Resistance game. But there are three of them. So, Dave, My Sunset name. Overdrive is the game you've been telling me to play for forever. Yes. It is probably, I think, probably one of your favorite games, as far as I know. Um, It's one of my favorite games this gen, for sure. If I had to put it together, maybe not top 10, but definitely a top 20, if that, <laughs> if that counts for favorite game. Sure, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of games out there, so top 20 is still pretty high on the list. Probably top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, general thoughts, you go first. So this is a weird episode for me, because... I have the memory of a duck, as we know and discuss on the podcast all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I played this game in 2014 when it released. Yep. And then I replayed it a couple years ago. And this time I didn't replay it, Mike. I just kind of dicked around in it for a while. So I'm a little story wise. I'm going to have a lot of trouble nailing the, down the plot points or whatnot. Not that there is one. Really. Yeah. It's, the story is, is a lot of comedy beats. So I can't really tell you how this game is aged just because I've kind of gone back to it a couple times over the years mm -hmm. to where picking it up now isn't like um oh my god this game that I played six or seven years ago is awful now or anything like that so that everything just feels right when I when I play it I just think the controls are super smooth and the fluidity of the game is great and the the sense of humor and style of the game the the art of the game, everything about it just like it just screams 
Dave. It's <laughs> it's very much my vibe, you know. We mm-hmm. always going on about horror games, how I don't want that tense stuff. I just want fun, lighthearted, enjoyable gameplay. And this game just like gives it to you in spades. Um so I'm a, a very big fan of it still to this day. Wow. To this day. What about you? Uh, I should love this game. The style is irreverent. The The visual style is amazing. The visual style is amazing. I love the visual style of this game. The humor I laugh at constantly, but there's something about it that just irks me a little bit the wrong way in terms of, I think, maybe the lack of the story, maybe the lack of caring about the characters. Like, I really just can't love this game the way I think I should. But I, I can't argue with any points of it's a great game through and through. The traversal system is awesome. There are so many ways to move about in this game without vehicles. The guns are ridiculous. The comedy is I, I'm going to I'm probably going to say that there's too much comedy. Maybe that's my problem. But I keep laughing at it. It's really funny. It's really self-aware in almost a Deadpool kind of way. Yeah, yeah. It, it breaks the fourth wall constantly. You know, like I remember right in the tutorial goes shoot the red barrels because i played video games i know what to do with red <laughs> barrels <laughs> like i it's just it's those moments that i just really love but also might bring me down from the game where at some point i'm just like i get i get it i get it i know we're in a video game it's it's cute now when when i've played through the story both times i never really got that. like i think this game is hilarious like it's one of the games i've laughed most at while i'm playing you know like uh i can't think of any specific examples right oh like when he's like wandering around a pool to collect leeches. <laughs> I, just like the, the commentary back and forth between him and the girl is great. Um, sorry how unspecific that is because I haven't played it in forever <laughs> when he's like downtown looking for medicine. I think it's around the same time in the game. He's just opened up the truck. He's like, Oh, there's riddling in this and making jokes about, you know, you know, ADHD or this one has, you know, some sort of Viagra type drug in it. And he's making comments about that. And, it's dumb and stupid, but it just cracks me up. I just, I just love their delivery of everything. Oh, so I think it's, it's great. I, there's one part where uh, one group doesn't like you, no matter how many missions you do for them. And it's like, don't you get it? This is how it goes. You don't like me. I do a bunch of missions for me, for you. You love me and you give me what I want. <laughs> it's, it's worked throughout the rest of the game. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious, but that I think that's also one of the things that I think gets me like I don't care about the game as much as I should like it's really fun and I'd like to play a Sunset Overdrive too but maybe it's also I wasn't in on the joke when it happened which kind of maybe takes away for some of it mm-hmm. but I, I do love the style of it we talked like the Suicide Squad game looks like it has a similar style and I love the art style of this game it's one of my favorite things it's bright it's happy it's colorful it's fun the Graphics still hold up from 2014. The amount of things on the screen that are blowing up at once and the explosions all say words if you pay attention enough just really blows my mind. And it's one of the reasons I keep I kept playing is just like the style is like I want to see how far they go with everything. And of course, they don't disappoint with the end with the the building that's actually the main bad guy of the game. So yeah, I think it's great. I, I the weapons are all fun. Although the, the best weapon in the game is probably the puppy launcher which you only get for one mission which kind of disappoints me yeah, i was gonna say i don't remember the puppy launcher there's specifically. one mission where there's a robot puppy you have to get oh. for one of the oxfords and 
it attacks anything within its range who's not holding its favorite toy and you've created the toy as a gun and so you launch it at all these different ODs who are the people that are infected with this yeah, yeah, I remember. orange soda monster <laughs> serum and uh, it's just it's hilarious and a lot of his dialogue or her dialogue depending on what character you use is just awesome like I just love that entire sequence hmm. but then I was sad that it never I thought it maybe it would pop up later on in the game and it never did I love the uh there's some cool like weapon combos you can do where, you know, you like rain acid on them with the sprinkler mm-hmm. and then, you know, where you could freeze them and then leave them right under the acid and it kind of like compiles, you know, so you just freeze them and then melt them away. Yeah. Um, see, I think the acid sprinkler is my favorite. That's cool. But there, there's a, there's a great variety of weapons. Um, just like your main gun, the flaming compensator is it's just shaped like a dick, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just silly and great. It is. Your bazooka launches teddy bears. <laughs> yep. You're definitely not going to have a bad time playing sunset overdrive. Like that's impossible. And the people that are doing the dialogue are way over the top. And I will say the like, story wise, I don't know if there's much of a story to talk about in this game. No, there, I will. So, so it's, it's going to be kind of different than most of our post games. But the 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 characters that you meet and the missions you have to do for them are just more and more ridiculous as you go, from helping uh, your first base is a brewery to your final base or uh, one of your final bases is a uh, a LARPing area. Oh yeah, like yep. a gymnasium. Uh, it's just it's a whole lot of fun through and through. And even the bad guy Fizco, the orange soda manufacturer, is really funny. Every time you meet the mascot and the mascot yells at you, it's it's <laughs> all done in a high pitched voice, like you're watching Animaniacs or something. Yeah. So one of the things you liked the best was the the animation styles or the the style, the look of the game. Yeah. What do you think of all the different monsters that you fight? Um they look wonderful. I'm confused. Do you not do you not like them? No, I really I really like them because they're such they're juxtaposed against this bright, happy world, but at the same time, they're, they're made of happy. orange soda. Yeah. So they're all bright and happy as well. Yeah, they I and I love when you pop one of the poppers and you get the big, you know, comic style pop or yes. whatever, you know, in a uh, big letters in like comic book style. What do you, what do you call those in comic books? One of the overtitles. I don't know. There's, there's an actual word for like, I'm sure there is. Those like the sound effect. Sound words, effect yeah. Noises, yeah. Those are, those are great. There's a lot of like small anime moments too, where like it'll zoom into your character as they hold a weapon or something the background will blur out and you get the lines over them and you'll say your stupid line. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you get the flaming sword and you go, I have to collect 99 souls of 99 robots. And just like you're playing an anime and then you have to collect 99 robot souls. <laughs> <laughs> it's all super ridiculous and super fun. But I love that orange soda is like the catalyst, which is why I bought some orange soda for us today. Thank you. Because playing the game, I was like, I want some fucking orange soda <laughs> real bad right now. Isn't it an energy drink? It is an energy drink, but I also hate orange flavored energy drinks. So you couldn't so. get me a Nas? Like what's going on here? Oh, I hate Nas most of all. Oh, Nas is so good. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Red Bull guy. Monsters hurt my stomach, but I like the taste, but they <laughs> hurt my stomach. Nas I just don't really like that much. And I've never had the one you have all the time. Rain. Oh yeah, I've been getting rained recently. The traversal is really interesting in this game too, because I know you really talk about how much you like the traversal. I don't think I liked it as much because I I still liked it and it was still fun, but I saw it as kind of the precursor to 
almost Spider-Man's traversal. It was like one step away from being feeling as good as Spider-Man PS4. But that's like, I guess, a compliment because that's also Insomniac. It's not like they just improved on what they already did. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Spider-Man PS4, Spider-Man can web sling and he has like complete open range of everything. With Sunset, you are kind of, you know reserved to wires or buildings or umbrellas to jump off of or whatever. Right. So you don't have that like extreme openness of Spider-Man where you can literally go anywhere at any time immediately. Mm -hmm. But it's really close. (laughs) Like it is the the city is designed so well. I was just kind of hoping for like maybe a double wall jump, just a little bit more of a wall climb than he has or your main character has. I mean, there's, always an umbrella yeah. or parasol or vent no there is to, yeah to get up like i'm also always trying to burst run which is any game where you can't burst run i'm just what button is it oh man it's not a button well, you just jump out he that's the one place where he feels worst is on the ground you know you should never be just like running around oh on yeah the in, in most game. missions if you're on the ground you're dead mm-hmm. yeah for sure uh grinding always grinding feels fantastic in this game and i love the ability to go from grinding up top to grinding below with your crossbar now, did you like, I don't remember exactly the, the ramp, like the progress of it at the beginning, but I remember when I played for the first time, I was really disappointed with like his mobility early in the game. Is there a moment where it opens up for you or were you just like on board with it from the beginning? I was pretty much on board with it from the beginning. I mean, if I can grind, I'm good for the most part. I really like grinding in games, um, like the movement style grinding. I would say once I got to be able to burst on the rails, that's when I liked it a lot more. Well, mm-hmm. Before you can burst, which I think comes a little bit later in terms of mission, still act one. Yeah, I feel like it was. It feels like, really slow. I just remember like two hours into the game, I was kind of on the fence about it. And then I remember going, oh, wait, this is actually great. Yeah, now, <laughs> hit, now, hit, now you can hit RB and you burst on the rails. And it's like, okay, that's a lot faster. The other thing that really helped and opened it up was not until act two. So that's about four hours into the game you get the air dash. Oh yeah. And that helps a lot. As soon as I get the air dash, I was like, that's kind of a good replacement for not being able to like burst run. Once I get the air dash, I felt so much better jumping off buildings and stuff it, like that. It might be the air dash that I'm thinking of that really mm-hmm. opened it up to me, but it, it's been so long. I don't remember what exactly it was. Cause when I replay it now, mm-hmm. I have all the abilities, right? It's the, the mission replay system. In this game is weird. It's listed alphabetically rather than, you know, chronologically. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to just, play through the story again this time and i was i had to like go online and find a list of them in order then every time i completed a mission i have to go back into the mission select and find the next one somewhere on this big list (laughs) i don't get why they wouldn't break it down by acts and everything um yeah especially when they have it as acts yeah Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me there is a system eventually i gave up and just started clicking on random missions and said let's see what happens at this part of the game (laughs) There's a uh, there's an area I found in the game where there's like a TV station and then you go up and it's a big TV screen like you're supposed to be able to watch other players. That I that doesn't work for me anymore. Um, I don't know if it used to like if I'm doing something wrong or if they just took it down or. I tried to play online and failed miserably this time, like nothing would come up when I was looking for a game. So I'm assuming no one's playing it anymore. Okay. But even when the game came out, there was actually a matchmaking issue at the time I was playing, like right around launch of the game, where uh, unfortunately, after I beat the main game, I wanted to keep playing this game. I did not want to stop. So I was trying <laughs> to play online and you go to the phone booth or whatever. Yeah. And uh, no one was in there. 
you, well, you go in like it just didn't work. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I never, I have actually never played this game online, even though it looked like the multiplayer was pretty fun. Oh, yeah, sad. That is sad. sad. I think the TV station was supposed to show people's like greatest hits of playing the game and stuff like that, and it just zooms up to this big screen that never turns on. Yeah, it's it's possible that it used to. Yeah, that made me sad. I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you like what happens when you when you die? I love what happens when you die. The the respawn animations of this game are one of my like I couldn't like when I died I was like I can't wait. <laughs> What's gonna happen next? Like a taxi drops you off and stuff. Taxi drops you off. The UFO drops you off with a bunch of trash. <laughs> uh, it's just everything that happens when you revive, and there's so many. I don't even know how many there really are. Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun and so irreverent and so so video gamey. That it really works well. There's another moment where you revive at the uh, end of the game uh, during a cinema sequence, and the uh, the dead will rise. Gravestone pops up, and he rises up exactly like Beetlejuice. And I thought that was awesome too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different like pop culture references throughout this, as well as just uh, video game references, which is really nice. But they reference like game facts at one point. He's like, "I don't even need the when uh, you first learn to air dash." He says, uh, "I don't even need to learn look up game facts to learn how to do this." Like, oh, that's an age reference. But then he mentions NeoGAF uh, at the end in the credits when he's disappointed in the original ending and he has to remake it. Well, that's a dated reference. It's it is, but it's still pretty <laughs> funny that they like these are like deep, it's like deep dives that I think normal most average gamers aren't going to get. I think GameFAQs is pretty mainstream. GameFAQs is. I don't even know if GameFAQs is still around though. I haven't used GameFAQs in they're forever. Still, they're still out there. Are they? Yeah. People still using those facts. <laughs> I haven't used one like to actually play a new game in a long time, but I've definitely gone to Game Facts in the past like year and just like looked at an old game I was playing or something. When I was playing, actually, I was playing um, Anamusha on when it re released on Xbox One. Okay. And I was using a Game Facts for that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's old school. Hell yeah. Because I can't beat that fucking water puzzle without it. <laughs> The music in this game is also really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's very Tony Hawk, Sonic Adventure on the street level. It's just a lot of like pop punk music, like rock music, just going through like riffs of guitar and just is really keeps the uh, the beat going and like a nice good time. Yeah, I don't I don't know what kind of music specifically you'd call it. It's like because it's punk, but it's not, you know, it's it's. It's almost like a rush punk. Like it's just like a faster, more upbeat punk. Skate punk? But <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know music genres anymore. I don't know. There's a name for everything. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's it's a good time. The whole the whole music soundtrack up to through the end of the game always keeps it upbeat. And the only moments you get where it's like, oh, something's dramatic, you get like a on the guitar, and then it goes right back to picking it up with the drums and guitar and being a good time. Yep, 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 yep. Good podcast. Good podcast. <laughs> in line with the the brighter attitude and the music is the character creation system, which is a very interesting creation system in that as you progress with the game, you unlock more outfits, even though it's like a single player game. And the amount of outfits and different combinations you can get are all super silly and all super fun and awesome. Yeah. And What's really interesting about all the different outfit combinations is, yeah, you can get it kind of out there with some of them, but they all really feel like in theme of the world, you know? Like, yeah. 
nothing feels like everything you wear is outlandish, but everything still fits like in the, the aesthetic of whatever the city's called sunset city. <laughs> I forget. I think so. Yeah. I think it's called sunset. I think city. it's called sunset. No, for sure. Like I had my guy direct decked out in like a Hawaiian shirt and, and some graffitied up jeans most of the time, but you can also deck them out in like a pimp outfit and you know, there's cheerleading clothes and you can mix and match between genders and just create some really outlandish out there. Awesome, fun clothes to go with your awesome, fun, ridiculous time. Yeah, I remember my guy. I tried to make my guy look like, uh, is it Kiff from uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, his friend. Picture that, but in uh, his brother. That's uh, why he had the mustache. Picture that, <laughs> but in booty shorts. <laughs> I did see your guy. I didn't know that's who you were trying to make. Him yeah, I, I had a very specific vision in mind. <laughs> But I, I just love the customization options and the ability to do like the side missions and get maybe a couple of other more uh, shirts and stuff. And the main missions like, oh, I got a jacket. Let me go back and let me put on this jacket now. Is a, is a good reward system, even if, you know, you're not playing online and no one else can see it. The important thing is you're seeing it. Like you're happy with it. You're dang right, bud. You're dang right. The game also had a lot of defensive missions, which I also really was a fan of. You were a fan of them? I liked those. Did so you the, not like those? To me, those are the weaker parts of the game, the, oh. the tower defense parts. They're still fun. Just not what i'm playing the game for it it slowed the game down's momentum a little bit but i can see like especially if you had someone else i think it would be a good time but i loved laying down the traps putting like the spinning blades in and the clown face guy and the the bouncers and yeah no it's it's fun it's just the game is all about like momentum and stuff and like it really slows the game down plus the game is all about like the -the over-the-top comedy and i i remember those missions never really felt as funny like it was much more like serious <laughs> other than like the one guy talking to you. you yeah. Know? You get your buddy talking to you most of the time. Floyd, which I I think. Like. Yeah. He's a good time. Yeah. He's a good guy. Good guy. What's your least favorite weapon in the, in the game? Do you remember? Least favorite? Yeah. Um, not offhand. I mean, I know there's like generic assault rifles, which are kind of like just boring compared to everything else, but I don't have a specific example. I know the revolvers might was probably like my best, like, power weapon to attack with the dirty harry yeah i hated the uh for some reason i really didn't like the record label uh launcher i don't even remember that one specifically it's like the one of the first weapons you get in the game if not one of like there are a lot of weapons in this game there are a lot (laughs) the record launcher always seemed underpowered even at the beginning of the game so it's just like anytime like i ran out of ammo and like that was what i had left i was like oh man why were you even carrying it because you could probably play this game and not even use every weapon right there's probably enough to Oh, yeah, you get rid of it when you, or not get rid of it, but you can use something else afterward. But I mean, toward the beginning of the game when you only have four, I was always mad that I got the record launcher. Anything else I really enjoyed. It was the only one I was like, mm, yeah, I guess. It was like, I didn't think it was doing any damage. Uh, the assault rifle was pretty plain, though. Dirty Harry was okay because it was powerful, but it was also kind of boring because it was just a pistol. The thing that surprised me the most about the game was like how much stuff you would do on like skyscrapers and different missions and like way up in the air grinding on rails and bouncing on bounce pads there's a lot of platforming involved in this game other than just moving through the city and i think those were some of my favorite parts of the game you know do you remember those any of those missions no no i'm a bad podcaster but <laughs> there's a lot of missions where you'd be like um there's one we have to find one of the Oxford's parents and you're using a like a 
tow cable system to create new grind marks throughout the uh, skyscraper. So you're going through, grinding on these tow cables, taking another launcher, launching it somewhere else to get further and further up, and then bouncing off of bounce pads and going up these winding pipes across a building mm. to the point where you're like way above the actual map, the main open world map, that I thought were some of the most fun parts of the game. And then there were moments where, like, if you fell, you'd go through a portal, like the game portal, and yeah. you'd come back through a, a red one, which I really liked. There was one moment where it crashed on me, though, and I got stuck between portals for, like, 10 minutes, and I was like, I'm not getting any further. <laughs> uh, the boss fights were all pretty fun as well. They're all very straightforward. I, I enjoy that they were all just kind of part of the game. They were just monsters in the game, or blimps or buildings. Yeah, I'm terrible at this I don't even remember the boss fights. You don't remember the boss fights? No, not offhand. Like, once you start talking about them, I'm sure I will, but... So, like, there's... The first one you fight is just a giant monster you end up fighting this, later on in the game. This is more your review of the game while I... Pepper in some things. While I just listen to you. <laughs> uh, some of the, the bosses are really fun, and I enjoy that they're just bigger versions of them. There's not, like, anything super complicated. You have to you hit eight switches over here and do this to damage him here. It was just go after this guy and kick his ass which I always really enjoy in games. Uh, there was the, oh man, I forgot his name. Norton? Norton. Norton, the troop leader. He drinks orange soda instead of getting his comeuppance as the troop leader when he betrays the original troop leader. But the, uh, this, so this dorky Boy Scout basically has been leading a troop and becoming their king and overlord. And when the original troop leader comes back to take over, instead of just getting his punishment of probably being kicked out of the troop, he drinks orange soda and becomes this big, flying dragon with uh, just like one head and a bunch of spikes. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like floating. So he almost floats like a Japanese dragon, but he's this big orange soda head. No, I remember. Spikes, yeah. I thought he was a really fun time. He was a really interesting boss fight. And uh, there's a tentacle monster in the game that you fight. And of course, the final boss is a building, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. I wish I replayed some of the boss fights. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things maybe I don't like about the game is the lack of story, the lack of caring about any characters because they're all just cartoon characters. I don't think you're supposed to. You know, it's it's really just a fun sandbox to to joke around in, you know? That's, yeah. what, that's what they were going for, I think. Maybe. I guess. I, I'm sure you're right. But it, I think it attracted me from the game because I like to have something I can latch on to, I guess. You know, every time anything important happens the main character kind of like dismisses it, you know, or makes a quip about it. Like that's the if, lesson the main character needs to if learn. The in people <laughs> in the world aren't going to take the game seriously. Like story wise, no one else should. Why would they expect, you know, the, the player to? Yeah. I do like some of the characters you meet in the, in the world though. Like Sam is, is pretty funny as your sidekick who wants to be your best friend. who you keep kind of brushing off mm -hmm. the role players are some of my most favorite characters. I think they're just absolutely ridiculous. The bard becomes a pirate later on because being a bard just wasn't working for her. And, <laughs> oh, they're just ridiculous. They won't grab guns, even though you keep telling them to grab fucking guns. And they're just committed to the bit. But your character is self-aware and, and does realize that that's its job is, is just go from each of these silly cast of characters doing favors for them and hoping to gain their favor. And I think that alleviates it somewhat. And the bright, happy world kind of helps it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a great podcaster. Yep. Have I said that before? You did. I'm wondering if there's ever going to be a sequel to this game. Because I know that Microsoft bought, or Insomniac wanted to make this game, but couldn't get the funding. So they got Microsoft to fund it, 
Microsoft said, okay, we'll fund it, but you don't get to keep the game. You go do whatever you want. You might be hired for the sequel, but we own the game, so we can do whatever we want with it. Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder if Microsoft would ever do something else with Sunset Overdrive, considering how critically acclaimed it was. I don't think that they have any studios that really like fit the mold for Sunset Overdrive. I mean, obviously any studio can take a crack at it or whatever. Yeah. But I, there's no natural fits within Microsoft's first party lineup that I can think of. Um, did you have someone in mind? Not really. I mean, there's Platinum Games and they have a, a track record for. Yeah, but Platinum is a third party company. So was Insomniac when they hired them to create Sunset and bought it. I'm yeah, just saying maybe they'll hire out. And they have a history of working with Platinum see, I Games. Thought, I thought we were talking about first party studios to make the the game. It That would probably be their number one choice. But if their first party studios were like, that's not my jam. I think they'd hire out Platinum Games would be the second bet because they've worked with them before on I don't games. think I'd want Platinum to, to make it though. Do you would you like to see Sunset rest on its own then with no sequel? Or would you like to see Insomniac try in some way to buy back the rights to Sunset? Um I don't think with I don't think you'll even if Insomniac had the rights to Sunset Overdrive, you wouldn't see a sequel to it for a, a long while. I mean, between between having Ratchet and Clank as a hugely successful franchise and then spider-man as a hugely successful franchise um i'm sure they're busy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i I can't think of anyone so would you rather just not have a sunset two i would play one (laughs) i would like one i think it would have to be a an a new studio. I can't, I can't imagine who you would just throw it to. I don't know. Yeah. No. I'd be interested to see if it happens or not. I imagine Microsoft only put the cash out to buy that as a possibility of it becoming a franchise. And we always talk about how they have master chief and Marcus Phoenix are like their only guys. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a game that's so infused with the personalities of the people making it though, you know? I feel like you'd lose a lot, you know, it could feel forced. It'd feel forced. Yes. Kind of like how I feel like claptrap feels in the newer borderland games. Like at first he was great. <laughs> and now he's just like almost like a character of himself and he's just obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see that happening. I don't know. Interesting. I will say that it really holds up graphically for a, I think I mentioned it before, it really holds up graphically for a 2014 game. In terms of like no lag, no like all the enemies on screen. We're playing Avengers now, obviously, uh, for our next review. And, you know, you get enough enemies on screen, that game lags like crazy. Even like I was playing Arkham Knight, which came out probably the same year, 2014. Probably. And you get a lot of enemies on screen there and the game lags considerably. But Sunset Overdrive, I really never experienced... And you kind of slow down no matter how many bad guys are on the screen, no matter how many sploosh uh, words popped up from orange soda explosions. I was really impressed with the graphics and thought like if they could port that over to like Xbox One X and do like a, like a remaster or something like that, it'd look really nice because mm-hmm. it really is a beautiful game. But other than that, I really don't have much because there's no real story to talk about for this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have much 
to talk about either because I'm so tired, Mike. You're always so tired, Dave. We call this the Sleepy Dave podcast. Sleepy D. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that wraps up our Sunset Overdrive. Pretty quick episode. Yeah, why not? Light on story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll be bringing you a different, uh, another post game, probably a longer post game, <laughs> where we'll talk about Marvel's Avengers. We've been playing it on PS4. And after that, I guess we'll do some news episodes because there'll be a lot of news about Xbox and PlayStation coming out in the last few weeks that we have to talk about. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. So until next week, I'm Mike. That's Dave. This has been Post Game presented by Two Player Bros on Sunset Overdrive. Available on Xbox One and Game Pass. I hate your commercials. <laughs> Keep on gaming.